Hello and welcome to The Bunker USA, I'm Jacob Jarvis. Rupert Murdoch and Tucker Carlson have both been spared a day in court after Fox News settled with Dominion for $787 million. Was dodging scrutiny really worth that much money to the rage-inducing news network? Might such a financial blow force it to change its ways? Here to discuss this with me is Dan Casino, Associate Professor of Political Science at Fairleigh Dickinson University and the author of Fox News and American Politics, How One Channel Shapes American Politics and Society. Dan, welcome to The Bunker. Oh, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Dan, so the, the lawsuit here was over defamation linked to the claims over voter fraud after Trump's defeat. Could you just give a quick summary to a British audience of what's been going on here and where we're at? So in the immediate aftermath of the election, Fox News on election night called Arizona for Joe Biden. And this was a big deal because the vote in Arizona was so close, it wasn't clear who actually won. In fact, it wasn't clear to other networks for at least another week, week and a half that Joe Biden had actually won Arizona. So when Fox News called Arizona, that essentially threw the election to Joe Biden. Fox News had essentially declared Joe Biden won the election before anyone else did. Now, this caused an enormous freakout in Fox News headquarters. Fox News actually has very good analytics people, very good polling people. They were doing their job. I, we could actually have a different debate about whether they did a good <laughs> job calling Arizona early or not. I actually think they were a little premature. Regardless, this led the uh, hosts on Fox News to get real upset because said, look, the former president, President Trump, is out here saying this is fraud, he won. These other right-wing news channels that at that point looked like a real danger to Fox, OAN and Newsmax, were saying, no, there was fraud. In fact, Trump won. And here Fox News is saying, no, 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 looks like Biden won. So there was immediate pushback saying, no, no, we can't tell our viewers. We're losing viewers because we're saying this, because we're saying that Biden won. So we have to immediately go back and say, no, 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 there must have been something else going on. And what they hit on was these really ridiculous theories of voter fraud. And it's one thing to say, oh, well, there might have been some voter fraud. But the thing to remember about the American uh, electoral system is because of federalism, because we don't have one election, we have 51 separate elections going on the same day. It is basically impossible to steal an election in America because you'd have to steal 51 different elections uh, in different systems using different technologies at the same time. It's utterly implausible, especially when before we even get into theories about how the Chinese were sending packet switches to various things and all the data was being routed through a server in Italy. It was all ridiculous. But Fox News hosts said in confidential emails we got access to because of a lawsuit that they knew this was ridiculous, but they felt like they had to say it. Otherwise, they were going to lose their audience. Now, the problem Fox News faced was that they actually named a couple of the companies that made the voting machines, Dominion and Smartmatic, saying that they were responsible for switching votes, saying that Dominion, for instance, was actually owned by Hugo Chavez, the, uh, the <laughs> now dead, and at the time, dead, dictator of Venezuela. So these were ridiculous claims. Fox News knew they were ridiculous. And so both Dominion and Smartmatic sued them. This was the Dominion lawsuit. Dominion said, basically, after you guys drug our name through the mud, we can't get business anymore. You've destroyed our business. So they were asking for $1.6 billion in damages, which would be by far the largest defamation suit in American history. Uh, Smartmatic also sued. They're asking for $2.7 billion. That lawsuit hasn't come up yet. So this lawsuit goes through the court system. And Fox News basically lost everywhere they could lose in preliminary hearings. They wanted to argue, hey, we know we didn't believe it, but it's okay because the president was saying it, and that's enough defense. And the judge said, no, you can't argue that. So he said, okay, okay, what if we knew it was false, but some people 
Lou Dobbs, some of our Maria Bartiromo, some of our really crazy hosts, they thought it was true. This is essentially what we call the George Costanza defense. It's not a lie <laughs> if you think it's true. And the judge said, no, you can't argue that either. Then they said, okay, well, Rupert Murdoch shouldn't have to testify because he has nothing to do with Fox News anymore. And it turns out he does. The judge said he's got to testify. And this put an enormous amount of pressure on Fox News to try and settle this lawsuit. It got all at the point of jury selection, 20 minutes before we're supposed to start actually having opening statements. And that's when it's announced, we reached settlement, a little shy of $800 million going to Dominion. And this lawsuit is over. Fox News, while will issues something akin to an apology, doesn't have to say anything on the air. So was, was Fox News, basically, their defense was, we're just really bad. And we didn't know what was going on. And our hubris led us to make one decision too quickly. Then we overcompensated for that. And it was a mess. Was their defense essentially, we're a fucking mess, basically? (laughs) No, no. So the defense really was, number one, that uh, we knew these things were false. But we weren't reporting them because we thought they were true. We were reporting them because the president and the president's advisors were saying them. So if something is false, but someone else says it who's important, we have a job as a news institution to report the false thing and I guess not to push back on it. And the problem is, as a publisher, right, under American law, they're considered a publisher, that's not a defense. You can't just hire crazy people and say, well, I have no idea what they're going to say. Um, so that was their defense. In the past, we've had defense, Fox News has put up defense to saying, look, no one should take us seriously. This is Tucker Carlson's defense. I'm not a journalist. No one should take me seriously. That wasn't the defense here because that's not a defense in a libel defamation suit. Why did this pass the threshold for defamation in the US? It always feels to me like defamation in the United States is a lot harder to do it than it is here in the UK. How come this passed that threshold? So going back to 1964, the threshold in the United States is what's called actual malice. And the actual malice standard is misleading because it has nothing to do with malice, you know, bad thoughts. What the actual malice standard means is that a news organization, or to be held liable for defamation of a public figure, has to be saying things that it knows are false or acts with reckless disregard about whether the statements are false or not. And that's a really hard thing to prove, right? There's basically no news organization that's going to put out stuff that they know is false, or just not bother to check things that they, you know, that seem like they could be false. So the actual malice standards comes out of New York Times v. Sullivan uh, is designed to really protect journalists and make it really, really hard for public figures to sue, which is why we get so much forum shopping where someone like Tom Cruise is going to sue tabloids in the UK, not in the US. The killer here was that during the discovery process before the trial, where Fox News had to turn over all its files to Dominion, we have all these emails and instant messages from Fox hosts saying, wow, all these claims we're making, they are complete bullshit. Like what sort of idiot would believe this stuff? Showing that they did in fact know it was false. And if they know it's false and they report it anyway, they are now subject to the actual malice standard. Now, there is good reason to believe that basically if this trial had gone forward and Dominion had won, which seemed likely, that it would have been reversed by the Supreme Court. This is Fox News' legal strategy saying, we think we're going to lose on the first level. We think a jury is going to rule against us, but we think we can get a good ruling later on and overturn this. It's just going to take two or three years, and we're going to have to go through the horror of having all of these hosts actually testify. So the reason that that defamation is hard is basically because it's so... I always found in in America that journalists seem to be a lot more respected than they are. Maybe here in the UK, it's seen as a real duty to perform journalism for society. Is this almost a tacit admission for Fox News or the finding is essentially they simply did not behave as journalists? The people at Fox News are not journalists. That's why they can be sued for defamation because they weren't doing journalism at this point. Well, if they weren't doing journalism at all, 
right, then uh, we wouldn't even be having this conversation about about New York Times v. Sullivan. Uh, This really is an admission that they knew what they were doing was false, but they felt like they had to. They felt like they're going to lose their audience. And at that time, I remember having lots of conversations with people uh, that it looked like they were losing their shirts to Newsmax and One America. Newsmax ratings went up until they were rivaling Fox News. Because if I was a Republican who thought Donald Trump won, Fox News is saying he lost. Donald Trump at the time came out and said, Fox News betrayed us. You shouldn't watch Fox News anymore. So Fox was real scared. And they put that pursuit of profit and pursuit of viewers really above any journalistic integrity they might have had. We should also know Fox has always said that their primetime hosts, the ones we associate with them most, uh, think Tucker Carlson uh, or Sean Hannity, that those are not journalists. Those, those are opinion shows or entertainment shows in the middle of the day are where they actually have their actual news broadcasts. On, on balance, is this a win for Murdoch then? Because he's not been dragged through the mud and been put in court himself. And Fox News lives on to see another day. And it makes a lot of money. This is a huge sum of money for it to lose, but it makes a lot of money. Is this a lost leader for doing what they do? They have to be able to engage this sort of visceral anger. They have to get dirty in these sort of things. They have to be OAN. And it still is. It has done that. Is this is this a win for Murdoch? Uh, it's a win for Murdoch in that he doesn't have to testify. Uh, there was a lot of concern. Murdoch basically in his you know, sworn depositions had made conflicting statements, said, oh, I have no control over Fox News. I have no idea what they do. And then we have all these emails from people saying, well, Rupert says you have to do this. So he, it was going to be embarrassing for him to testify and just as embarrassing for someone like Tucker Carlson to have to testify. Uh, however, I, I hesitate to call it a win because they are out almost a billion dollars. And so I don't care what company you are, $800 million is not chump change. The question is, okay, they're going to change their behavior as a result of this. And the answer is absolutely not. I think they're not going to change their behavior in terms of what they try to appeal to. I think the lesson they've learned is you can say whatever you want, but don't say it about a particular company. If you said all the voting machines are bad, no one can sue you. If you say Dominion and Smartmatic are bad, now you're in trouble. Internally, how will things be at Fox News at this point, do you think? Tucker Carlson is their most successful host, but he cost them a lot of money as it is. And then through this, he's cost them a whole lot more money. How's Murdoch going to be feeling there? And he's he's someone that obviously supports this ideology around Fox News. That's why it is what it is. Is he going to be happy that's going to keep going? Or is he going to be enraged here and wants to make them change in some ways? Is he going to want some sort of internal pound of flesh for himself here due to the embarrassment and loss that we've seen? Uh, it seems very unlikely anyone's going to lose their job over this, uh, at least anyone at the top levels. And we would be, we would, any names you would know. The reason is because Fox is just not acknowledging this happened at all. On their channel, there's just nothing about it. If you follow Fox News, they're saying, well, we settled because we have such high journalistic standards. And we realized we didn't quite meet them, so now we're settling and we're paying our dues, and so now we're moving on with our lives. So uh, it, there's not going to be a pound of flesh. There's not going to be anyone losing their job over this because I have an acknowledgement that somebody did something wrong, and Fox doesn't want to acknowledge that anybody did anything wrong here. Uh, the other part of this is that they're not as worried about OAN and you know Newsmax and these other channels anymore. There's, those channels' ratings have gone back down into the basement where they were to start with. The only thing that worked in the past in restraining Fox News, so if we were having this conversation 12, 15 years ago, we were talking about Glenn Beck, who famously during his primetime show would stand up with you know a crazy person board and start making lines between things to show all the conspiracies about how uh, you know the uh, the gnomes of Zurich were working with the Bilderbergers and the flat earthers to do whatever, and all that worked on that was advertisers. Basically, people got so upset, and advertisers said, "Look, we don't want to be advertised during Glenn Beck." And eventually, there was enough advertisers that got away that there were no advertisers left for Glenn Beck, and he went off the air. 
because they couldn't sell any ad space, so they couldn't make any money. That doesn't work anymore, right? There's all sorts of advertisers said, don't put us on during Tucker Carlson. But Fox News isn't reliant on ads anymore. If you watch Fox News, the ads are basically, uh, Mike Lindell wants to sell you some pillows, and there's a lot of people who say that your American dollars is going to be absolutely worthless in a couple of years because of inflation. So you should take those worthless dollars and give them to me, and I will give you valuable gold in return for your worthless dollars. <laughs> That's basically all your ads. So you can't shame those companies into stop advertising. And so Fox News gets almost all of its revenue from uh, fees from cable companies. Cable companies have to pay Fox News to carry Fox News. Because if I'm a cable company, I don't carry Fox News. I've got a lot of old white people who are really upset that Fox News isn't there. If that's my only source of revenue, I can afford to go without ads completely. So there's not a whole lot you can do to change what Fox is going to do at this point. I will say that the Smartmatic lawsuit is still upcoming, and that is equally bad. This does mean that Fox is going to have a hard time basically trying, you know, settling this, the Dominion lawsuit and then not settling Smartmatic. Because Smartmatic now knows, oh, cool. All we have to do is subpoena everything. We've got all this discovery. We've got whistleblowers inside Fox News now who say they want to talk to us. We can make this real embarrassing and we can get our money out of Fox News as well. So that's, you know, if we have another billion dollars come out of Fox News in the Smartmatic lawsuit, then maybe you start seeing some changes. But at this point, they, I think they learned the lesson. Don't talk about someone in particular. Could it actually make them get worse on this conspiracy theory note in the so it hasn't gone to court and that's not allowed us to see the real truth of what has been going on there and that saved Murdoch a lot of embarrassment and his host a lot of embarrassment but it also lets them say well publicly you don't really know what's gone on here Fox News can say no one knows exactly what's happened here because we never went to court did we but we got charged all of this money can they turn that into an almost self-sustaining conspiracy theory of their own, of say, hey, this was the court system and the man and the overarching cabal that's ruling the world, whatever they want to say, whatever sort of horrible tropes they want to go for. Can they turn this around and say, see, it's them targeting us, and didn't we tell you about that? And actually, you know, we did what we did because, of course, they were going to come for us. Yeah, so th this absolutely fits into deep state theories, like the government is out to get us, the legal system is out to get us, you can't trust us. Very much what Donald Trump has been saying for the last several years, that any court proceeding against me is necessarily bad. Uh, Fox News also, yeah, they don't have to be inconsistent to say this. They've been saying for a long time that uh, we need to have torture reform, that these lawyers are out of control and are driving good companies out of business by you know, suing them. And so they, they, they're going to keep on talking about tort reform and saying these damages are out of control. We can't have it. But more likely, they're not going to talk about it at all. They don't want to talk about it. Because at this point, you know, Fox News's goal is to bring together the movement conservatives, which at this point are the Trumpists and the Tea Party, along with the business conservatives, you know, that we call Rockefeller Republicans. And this lawsuit isn't good for that because this is basically saying you hurt a company. Now, if you hurt an individual, if you hurt AOC, well, nobody cares about that. Do whatever you want to her. But you hurt a company that was making a profit and made it harder for them to make a profit. Now, if you say that's a good thing, you're going to upset your country club conservatives. So they're not going to talk about it. They're not going to want to talk about it. And the whole goal is to make this go away as quickly as possible. And I think they paid enough money. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Where is that ideology at now because there was these sort of rumblings that fox and maybe the murdoch empire was somewhat turning on trump but then this whole lawsuit is intrinsically linked with their support to trump what does rupert murdoch and therefore fox news as a conduit of his whims whatever they might be what does he want what's really driving him is there a an ideology there that kind of makes any sense or is he just a really angry bitter old man 
who wants to have a go at stuff and do a load of damage whilst he still can. Oh, no, I, th- I think there's absolutely coherent ideology. I mean, Rupert Murdoch is not a movement conservative in the American sense, because he's not an American, um, or in the British sense, right? He's, he actually doesn't, I don't think in any sense, he actually believes the stuff that comes out on Fox News. He sees it, I think very cynically, as a way to mold, get these movement conservatives and get them to do what he wants, which is he wants tax breaks, he wants less regulation. That's what he wants. And the problem is that people don't want to vote for that. Because you say, hey, we should vote for tax breaks for the rich. Middle class people go, wait, why? Right? But if you phrase it in terms of the sort of movement conservative, cultural issues, all that, you can get them on your side and you can use them to get what you want. So that's what Fox News and that's what the entire Rupert Murdoch media empire is about, is riling people up. And once they're riled up, now they're going to vote for the stuff you want them to vote for. It's very cynical. uh, And it also works. And it's been working in American politics since Richard Nixon. So there's no reason to think he's going to give it up now. I would say that Rupert Murdoch certainly doesn't want Trump to come back. No one in the leadership of the Republican Party wants Donald Trump to come back. They've been wanting him to go away for seven, eight years now, right? But they also don't want to piss him off. So, I mean, their ideal is Donald Trump drops dead. Like that would be the best case scenario. And then you can put Marco Rubio or Chris Christie in there, and they'll be much, much happier with that. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, they go, well, I don't want to be the one to upset Donald Trump's people. So I'm just going to stand back. And uh, honestly, the Trump presidency was really bad for Fox News because it was hard to defend what Donald Trump was doing. And they wound up re- re, uh, going back to, you know, instead of saying pro Trump, being anti anti Trump. And now with Joe Biden president, it's, very easy for them. The headlines are all about Joe Biden is senile, right? Okay. Well, you attack. Great. We've got an attack on Joe Biden. Inflation is out of control. Joe Biden's senile. That's an easy attack to make. It's much easier for them when Donald Trump's back in office. They have to defend the guy. And uh, nobody really wants to try and do that. Would boring on boring be quite hard for them though? Say if Nikki Haley did really well. I don't think Nikki Haley is likely to do really, really well. But say if she were to be going up against Joe Biden, and then it was a kind of bureaucratic policy debate between two people who I don't agree with a lot of things Nikkei says, but I think is a vaguely rational actor compared to Donald Trump, at least let's say. It's two rational actors just having an actual debate of some kind. Does that work for Fox? Is that a reason why Fox can't really change? Because it's got to this peak level of excitement. It's riled everyone up to this huge amount because it's got Donald Trump there. And now it's in this sort of hangover where it goes, well... We've got to keep this going. This is what people expect from us. As you say, Rupert Murdoch doesn't want Trump around, but you've got to keep it. You've got to feed the beast, as it were. I, look, I, I, Fox News actually doesn't have a problem with doing serious news coverage. Uh, if you look at the amount of coverage they give to things, so Fox News does more coverage of, for instance, international affairs than we get on MSNBC or CNN, sometimes more than they get on both of those combined. So they have no problem doing that as long as it fits their goal, the overarching ideological goal of getting the base on the side of the Rockefeller Republicans. And at this point, they can still do that. So if it's a bait between Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, they're thrilled because they're going to talk about Joe Biden all the time. And they want to talk about Joe Biden because at that point, if I have to put forward uh, positive policy proposals I'm going to lose the base or I'm going to lose the country club Republicans, the Rockefeller Republicans. So I can't say, oh, Fox News, we're very much in favor of banning all immigration because people own companies need immigrants. They need workers. So what do you say instead? Well, we're against whatever Joe Biden's doing. That's real easy. The problem is that if Donald Trump runs again and we're talking about Donald Trump, then we're talking about Donald Trump and you have to try and defend him. We're not talking about Joe Biden. So if we have someone like Nikki Haley, yeah, Fox News is perfectly happy because they get to talk about Joe Biden and they'd much rather do that. It's easier to be negative against Democrats than a positive in favor of Republican policy agenda. 
This is a question I really didn't think I'd be asking, but let's go with it. Are there some journalists at Fox News who you should kind of feel a little bit sorry for? Because they're pretty good at their job and they're trying to do a job of news coverage and they're having to do that with these loudmouth idiots saying this sort of stuff in the primetime slots whilst they're keeping the reputation going throughout the day doing this coverage you speak of. So first, I would say behind the scenes, there's actually really good people working at Fox. The Fox polling team, I know people work Fox polling team, they do great work. Uh, the Fox analytics teams do great work. Uh, remember, a lot of news organizations in America have really cut down in the amount of news guys they do, have shut down bureaus, and it's really bad. Fox News hasn't, right? They still have lots of bureaus. They are, there are plenty of people at Fox News doing a good job. Those people generally are not the people on camera. If we were in discussion five or six years ago, yes, there were a bunch of good people at Fox who had moderate right, you know, center right viewpoints and we're putting out center right content. And even if it wasn't great, it was pretty good and it was respectable. Uh, those people have all quit. So we don't, there's not many, there's not much on air talent left at Fox News. We go, boy, these people are really being unfairly tarred by this. Beyond this, what do you find the most interesting about Fox at the moment? If you were, as someone, I, you know, I don't watch Fox regularly, but I'm interested in it. And unfortunately, I find myself then gravitated mainly to seeing clips of Tucker Carlson being the worst guy on the planet, basically. Beyond that, though, as someone who actually pays closer attention to it, is there anything else interesting happening away from this this scandal? And are they doing anything strange which is going under the radar because everyone is focused purely on this massive lawsuit? You know, the thing that Fox News is trying very, very hard to pivot to online video, right? They are trying to do what everyone else in the media did 10 years ago and rebrand themselves basically as a streaming service. And they've got their streaming service, Fox Nation, uh, that no one in the mainstream media ever watches because you have to pay for it. And the programming on it is mostly really, really bad. It's not where Tucker Carlson went to Budapest. Yeah. Or Tucker Carlson has documentaries about how drinking too much soy is make is ruining ma- masculinity and you need to use a UV light on your testicles in order to get it back. As the vegetarian, I've got to worry really big time about that. <laughs> you know, what can we say? This is why sperm counts are down. Um, so that sort of content, and that's the high-end content on Fox Nation. They're trying real hard, and it seems like they're having almost no success because Fox knows their long-term problem is that their median viewer is about 70 years old. Now, the median viewer for all news channels is pretty old, uh, but Fox News has a real problem with they're not bringing in young people anymore because young people are watching Tucker Carlson the same way you are, which is seeing him in clips online. And they can't get these people to watch. They can't get these people to subscribe to Fox Nation. And they are desperately trying to retain relevance as their audience ages and ages and ages. 20 years ago, when Fox News was starting, their model wasn't to be hardcore conservative. Their model was Rush Limbaugh. Whatever you think about Rush Limbaugh, he was entertaining, right? He was doing comedy bits. Now, comedy bits they were often despicable. I remember what he had a parody song about the Rwandan genocide, for God's sake. But he was doing comedy bits, and people listened to him not because they agreed with him, but because he was funny, at least in some sense. And so because he was entertaining, he was able to influence people who didn't care about politics. If someone's tuning into your channel to listen to politics, you can't persuade them because they already know what they think, otherwise they won't watch your channel. If someone watches something for entertainment, at that point, you can convince them of things. And the job of Fox News was to be entertainment. The problem is they've lost sight of that. Bill O'Reilly was a hardcore conservative who nevertheless put out a fairly funny show. That doesn't work anymore. 
Tucker Carlson is not trying to entertain people. He is trying to feed red meat to a right-wing base. And that means they're not bringing in younger viewers. They're not bringing in casual viewers anymore. And that's a real long-term existential problem for them. Can that provide a bit of an opportunity for the left, which I would say has routinely been a little bit more boring and less inclined to judge things up, let's say, and go in this sort of style of being entertaining? Does it provide an opportunity for things like Saturday Night Live and then, you know, I've seen TikTok stars going to the White House, for example. Is this actually a gap there for the left to go, hey, maybe we can make politics entertaining and do something that the right have done successfully in a sort of crossover to their base for years and we haven't really done so much. Politics on the left is often very worthy and you believe your things because they're the right things to believe in a way that maybe people on the right don't perceive it in that similar way. Is that an opportunity for a space there for those things to have more impact? Yes and no. So first off, people have been trying to do this for 20 years, right? Going back to Keith Olbermann, you know, on MSNBC. Remember, when MSNBC started, right now it's considered liberal alternative Fox News. At the time it started, Ann Coulter had a TV show on, on MSNBC. Right? It really isn't until the Iraq war that MSNBC started branding itself as the left alternative. And it has never worked very well. Uh, I think part of that is because when people on the left are often psychologically different than people on the right. And we link this to psychological traits like tolerance of ambiguity. If you say everything in the world is black and white, there's good guys and bad guys, people on the left go, look, you're trying to fool me here. Like the world is actually shades of gray, where people who tend to go to the right tend to have the psychological viewpoint that, yes, the world actually is black and white. So if I don't believe the world is black and white, I believe it's all shades of gray, it's really hard to have a hardcore left-wing host that I'm going to totally agree with. I mean, they've tried. I mean, Ed Henry was a hardcore left host. You know, Rachel Maddow was relatively entertaining, right? The problem is they're never as successful because the audience doesn't necessarily want that. The most successful communicators of left-wing ideology, anti-Republican ideology, are comedians. It's been John Stewart, right? It's been, you know, John Oliver. These are the people that are communicating what the Democrats want, what liberals want better than anybody else and more effectively than anybody else. The problem is that they are also very, we call New York comedy, right? They are doing stuff for urban sophisticates. They are talking to an audience that already wants them. And that's a problem, right? Where Fox News is talking to the middle of the country, people who don't be sophisticated because you don't have to be sophisticated to understand Fox News. They tell you who the bad guys are. You go, okay, cool. I hate them. So that makes it real hard for anyone else to step in and do it. And God knows people have tried. It has never, ever worked. On a final question, Fox News, it seems, isn't changing and won't be persuaded to change because of this. Can Fox News ever change? Uh, Yeah, and Fox News has changed. I mean, if we look, again, Fox News has shifted. Uh, Fox News was much more in the past about trying to sell moderate Republican ideology to culture warriors. And now they realize, oh, that gets us in trouble. The other thing that's really changed is that we don't have the sort of day-to-day control that we did when Roger Ailes was in charge, right? What happened at Fox News would never have happened if Roger Ailes weren't you know, disgraced and dead, right? Because Roger Ailes was very tight on message discipline. He put out a memo to start every day saying, this is what we're talking about. This is the words we're using to talk about. Test it out in the morning shows. Whatever works, that goes to the evening shows, the primetime shows. If it works, we'll do it again tomorrow. And so there was message discipline. The problem is when Rod, with Roger Ailes gone, there's no message discipline. The primetime hosts, you know, Sean Handy, Tucker Carlson, figure they can say whatever the heck they want, and they're right. If somebody comes in and replaces them with somebody else who is subject to actual strong management, yeah, Fox News will change. It'll be back to the message discipline. And it's not clear if you know that would even be a bad idea for Fox. People say, well, Tucker Carlson is your most popular host. Well, that's true. But the guy who had that slot before him was also the most popular host. So what's the replacement value, right? Can we replace him with else? Yeah, I'd say you could probably replace Tucker Carlson, you know, with 
Gonzo the Muppet, and you'd probably get someone who gets just about the same ratings. So if you actually replace the people at the top and you have more message discipline, yeah, you can change. Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, My pleasure. Listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, remember you can back us on Patreon so we can keep making them. There's a link in the show notes or just search Bunker Patreon Podcast. This is Jacob Jarvis. Thank you for joining me in the bunker. The Bunker USA was written and presented by Jacob Jarvis. The producer was Chris Jones with audio production by me, Simon Williams. The managing editor is Jacob Jarvis. The group editor is Andrew Harrison. With music by Jade Bailey and artwork by James Parrott, The Bunker USA is a Podmasters production.